Welcome to Sustainably Speaking. I'm your host, Mia Quinn. In our last episode, we highlighted companies that are bringing massive innovation to the world of sustainability as award winners for ACC's Sustainability Leadership Awards. In this episode, we're gonna highlight just a few of these incredible people that are making change. And what I've learned is that change comes from a lot of places. And one of those places has to be from within. These are members of our community that have committed themselves to help bring positive change. They are neighbors, colleagues, their moms and dads, daughters and sons, and they're an integral part of our communities and the world that we're working hard to create. Joining me today is my colleague, Jennifer Killinger. Over the past few months, Jennifer and I have been traveling to meet and capture stories from some of these leaders in the plastics industry who all work toward creating solutions that are rooted in sustainability and circularity. So we'll hear from Dell at Dow, Kate and Raul at Sabic, Natalie at ExxonMobil, and Kate at Covestro, all of whom are making real changes. Jennifer, I'm so excited to compare stories and hear more about the people you met. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. So one of the hallmark of our Changemakers Initiative has been getting to meet really outstanding people and being able to talk to them about big picture concepts, things like sustainability, and making a difference in ways that impact companies, communities, and even people for the better. We met up with Dell back in February, and we talked to him about his work to bring together the right organizations to donate some much-needed plastic pipe to rural communities in the aftermath of the 2021 Texas freeze. Clean water and sanitation is one of the UN's sustainable development goals. And in the U.S., a lot of us, I think, take pipe infrastructure for granted. Importantly, there are communities right here, right here at home in the U.S., often smaller rural communities that lack this very basic necessity. So when I think about how we incorporate important changes and existing systems, I see people like Dell who are talented and passionate and really ready to lead the charge. And I think most importantly, we just got a real sense that Dell is the kind of leader who is really going to make a difference. Jen, you mentioned Dell came in with this pipe at a time when the community really needed it most. I remember the news from Texas at that time, a place that's usually so warm that doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with cold climates as much. There was a lot of fallout from the freeze. So you probably recall it took place in February of 2021. In addition to massive flooding of homes and buildings due to, to pipes bursting, there was also a major power outage. And so in a lot of smaller rural communities, they lacked the resources to be able to come in and really do a massive overhaul and upgrade on the infrastructure that was needed in Texas at that time. And so Dell really mobilized components that they needed to donate and install the pipe and get this community back on its feet in a short period of time. February of 2021, we had a weather event that was a once-in-a-lifetime scenario. Espermont is very dear to my heart. My grandfather was born and raised there. So when we found out, the team at Dow, we scrambled to help. We rallied other members of the Plastic Pipe Institute to produce over 42,000 feet of pipe to replace these transmission lines that were damaged by the winter storm Uri. This pipe in my hand is a solution to that problem. Dell's story is a great reminder that items like plastic pipe 
can have an outsized impact on communities that need it the most. It just takes one unique perspective to unlock a durable solution that's right in front of us. Our next change maker is Kate, who works at a company called Covestro in Pittsburgh, where she focuses on energy efficient technologies like insulation. Kate makes me feel hopeful about the next generation, both business leaders and just human beings. She's a phenomenal person who is a true environmentalist and really lives by that mantra. Like she's creating these energy solutions in the form of insulation, helps you with energy costs, helps with emissions, but then she's also composting at home with her young children and making sure that the way she's living is in sync with a, a truly sustainable lifestyle. So Mia, I know that part of what you met with Kate about was to talk about foam insulation. And I've just got to ask, did they let you play with the foam? I'm glad you asked. It was really neat. You know, they, once the, the formulations were put together and combined, it was, it was like yeast. And it, it was sort of like watching bread rise. And then as it rose and formed, it hardened quickly. It's cool to see how it forms and then what it's doing for you, like keeping your AC or your heat bills down. My kids think that I, I play with foam all day, but <laughs> it's definitely not the whole of my job. We are experimenting with rigid foam to help customers save on energy and reduce costs in the long run for energy uses. And so the fact that we can make products that also help promote that type of uh, living is, is, in my mind, a really important thing to do because we do only have a, a fit amount of resources here on the earth. Kate really shows how plastics and sustainability go hand in hand and how people can play a role in helping drive down greenhouse gas emissions and conserve resources across the board. I cannot wait to see what Kate does next. She's one to watch. Now let's talk about our next change maker, Natalie. She focuses her expertise and passion for sustainability on the essential role plastic plays in all of our lives through her work in advanced recycling at ExxonMobil. Jen, you met with Natalie. What stood out to you about the work she's doing? So Natalie's work is really exciting because she's working on advanced recycling technology that could revolutionize the way we not only make plastics, but we continually remake plastics here in the US and around the world. Traditionally, we've needed to collect, sort, and clean plastics to be able to melt them down and reuse them. The technologies that Natalie's working on can take mixed-use plastics, in other words, the plastics that aren't recycled today, break them down into their molecular components, and then remake those materials into brand new plastics. So when we think of advanced recycling at scale, it could fundamentally change how we source ingredients for making plastics, that means less reliance on virgin fossil fuels, reduced waste, and reduced greenhouse gas emissions. So where's Natalie getting these plastics from? A lot of different places. One of the interesting things that's happening as the industry thinks about more circular uses of plastics is how do we bring the different parts of the system together so that we can recapture used plastics and be able to use them? I work on finding plastic waste and trying to get those things that are currently going to landfill, diverting them and bringing them into our advanced recycling operations. It's taking plastic waste down to its base molecular levels. 
Those molecules then go into all of the things that we use today. This is important. It's important to society. It's important to me as a mom of a very young daughter who I want to have a very bright future with this, this world that we live in. Through the work of changemakers like Natalie, we're one step closer to a future where reusing or recycling plastics isn't just common practice, it's common sense. Natalie's drive and passion for cultivating a sustainable world and how we can all come together to create change, it's really inspiring. That's also Raul's philosophy. Raul works at Sabic, where Jennifer visited him in Houston. And as Raul says, we all have a part to play in creating a more circular economy including plastic makers, packaging suppliers, brands, recyclers, and people like us. So Raul really focused on was that he sees himself as a problem solver and a solutions provider. And when we think about people who are working to advance sustainability and bring about meaningful change, I think that those are some of the attributes that come to mind first. One of the other things that was really important from Raul is that he's also all about connectivity. Raul talked about the collaboration between recyclers and plastic makers and technology providers working with the brands to use plastics in their products and in their packages and so on. If we really want to create meaningful change at a systemic level, I think one of the things we have to do is bring together all of these parties to think through how we design use and then reuse plastics. Raul reflects on a really powerful shift that is happening right now. As we move toward that circular economy mentality, we're starting to look at plastics as the resource or the ingredient to make that next generation of plastics. Part of what we're hearing from Raul and some of his counterparts is how all these puzzle pieces fit together. One of the things that I, I learned from, uh, from an early age is that I wanted to, to solve problems. And, uh, and since then, I've been looking for that topic where I could solve problems, and those problems are important for society. What we are trying to do with the circular economy is to make something valuable out of waste. We want to give a second life to, the, to those products. As Raul said, education is critical to creating a more sustainable society giving people the insights and knowledge that they need to make one small change for a bigger impact. Okay, Jen, let's talk about Kate. Her childhood experiences shaped her professional ambitions and her contributions around advanced recycling in her role as a sustainability specialist also at Sabic. So a couple of great things about Kate. She's a young leader in the industry. She's early in her career. And because she grew up in another part of the world, very close to the ocean and coastal ecosystems. She's looking at solving the waste problem with a very global perspective. She's also involved in some very interesting work where she's part of a team that's purchasing what would have been ocean-bound plastics, often litter, that's been collected, and then using that material to create products that people need, like computer components and packaging. Jen, Kate seems just amazing and sort of like what probably our kids aspire to be without knowing that that's what they aspire to be. Are there lessons like our kids could learn as they start to think about what careers they might go into from some of these amazing younger folks that you met? Mia, that is such a great point. I think that some of the things to take away, you know, is these conversations about sustainability 
are happening in all sorts of workplaces, all different types of companies, whether you're looking at nonprofits, U.S. manufacturing, the service industry, there are important conversations to be had everywhere. I got involved in sustainability and plastics to help us develop a circular economy and create a new ecosystem for plastics in society. I actually grew up as a child in Indonesia. I saw a lot of waste and you would see it going out into the ocean. For me, it's really important to develop technologies to reclaim this plastic. So I'm hoping that with these new technologies that we're developing, we're able to prevent some of this waste from ending up in our water streams. And so that little girls in the future, when they're growing up, they won't have to see these kind of um, environmental impacts. Okay, let's leave on that high note. So Mia, in closing today, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here with you. And I also want to really thank you for the great work that you're doing in helping to bring change makers to life. I hope working together with you that we have plenty more stories to bring to our Sustainably Speaking podcast. Thanks, Jenna. We are having fun. I feel lucky that we're able to meet these people and be able to help tell their stories and recognize some of the breakthroughs that they're making. And they might think, do this every day, this is what I do, and they don't know how important and special it is. So I'm honored that we get to tell their stories. And of course, thank you, our listeners, for sustainably speaking with us today. If you like what you're hearing, share this episode and stay tuned for more. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a new episode next month.